Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Ground Up with Natalie. We are produced by Mastermind. Thank you so much, Mastermind, for taking care of all of our digital needs. Today, I'm so excited because we're going to talk about commercials, commercial auditioning, commercial agents, how to book, how to make money, how much money you can make, how much money you can't make if it doesn't air, all of those things. So if you've ever been interested in commercial acting, this episode is going to be full of value for you. Um, I'm not saying this because I've never booked a commercial. Um, I definitely have. I've booked 15 actually in the last 10 years. If you average that out, what is that? Two and a half a year, Um, which I'm excited to get into some numbers with you guys because I've probably gone on like whatever 60 times 10 is, 600 auditions, and I've booked 15. So there's that. But um, it's very lucrative. And so let's get into it. Do you want to book a commercial? Same. Yeah, me too, because you can make a lot of money. So fun fact, back in the day, let's say 10, 15, 20, 25 years ago, people would book a commercial one a year, national commercials we're talking about, and then buy a house with that money. That's how lucrative it used to be. And it still is, but it's it's not as good as it used to be just because of how much content and media is being created now that they just, they pump them out, right? Like back in the day, you book a Coca-Cola commercial and it airs a hundred thousand times, right? And then you get residuals and you make a lot of money. Um, these days, again, you can still make a lot of money, but we're not talking like 200, $400,000 unless you're flow from progressive or the AT&T girl or Jake from state farm, then you're making millions and millions of dollars. And that's a great goal too, but then you have to be aware of if you do book something like that where you are the spokesperson for a brand, you know, if you want to get into theatrical acting, it is going to be a little bit more difficult because now your face is very well known for like Verizon or whatever. I've heard from these people that like, you know, it's harder to book a film um, because they're so well known. But in the meantime, while you're auditioning for TV and films, I would suggest to definitely get into commercial acting. So let's start from the beginning, how you get into it, right? Um, I started when I was 17. Um, So 11 years ago in commercial acting, I was just submitting myself on LA casting, trying to get into the union. Um, Commercials are a great way to get into the union. So I started by doing non-union commercials and getting paid very little. And then eventually I booked a SAG job. They did something called Taft-Hartley Me, which means that they paid a fee to get me eligible to join SAG. This is rare, but it does happen. And in order for that to happen, you have to be signed with a commercial agent to then give you SAG auditions. Because if you're the person for the job, it's not that much money for production to pay an extra fee for you to get SAG eligible. This is not to join SAG. It's just like, hey, we really like this person. We're going to make her SAG-E and we're going to pay a fee to do something called a Taft-Hartley so this person could be in our commercial. You need to get signed to a commercial agent. So you have print agents, which are modeling, print, who also have commercial divisions. And then you have commercial agencies, which is what I'm with, right? I never... Well, that would be a lie. I did model before, but 
I never was signed with a modeling agency that had a commercial division because I wanted to personally be with a commercial agency, right? They focus on SAG commercials. I personally was not interested in booking non-union commercials for very long. I wanted to make sure to get into SAG so I can start making really good money. Um, in the beginning, you know, going out for non-union is, is great. It's fine. It should be a stepping stone. You can get good auditions. You can learn how to self-tape. You can learn how to get callbacks and make a few grand. You know, you can make good money on buyouts, but there are no residuals when you're doing something non-union, not to mention you're not protected through SAG if you book a non-union commercial. However, these days, like I said, there's a lot of content being created. There are a lot more opportunities to book non-unions jobs, jobs these days than when I was pursuing it 10 years ago. So stay non-union and, and book those jobs for as long as you can. And then once you feel like, hey, I want to start booking a national commercial, those SAG nationals that Natalie was talking about where you can make, you know, upwards of 50, 60, 70, $80,000, then you'll be like, okay, I want to take that step into auditioning for SAG commercials. You get a print agent or you get a commercial agent. Let's say you're with a, a modeling agency and they have a commercial division. Okay. What do you think they're, they're focused on print or commercial? They're going to be focused on both, right? They're going to have their feet in both, both sides of the table. So that's why you're not going to get as much opportunity to audition for SAG nationals because these agencies that are modeling agencies, they're booking huge campaigns, right? And if you wanna be an actor, you wanna be booking huge digital commercial campaigns for AT&T and Verizon and State Farm Insurance, not for um, a print campaign for Target. Again, lucrative, but not where you wanna be if you wanna start getting into acting. So I would go with a strictly commercial agency because you know that they have relationships with casting directors that are casting national commercials. And this is a conversation that you will have once you get a meeting with this agent. So let's talk about getting a meeting with a commercial agent. How I did it was I went on Google, I typed in commercial agents in LA and I vetted them. I went through, I looked at their website. I'm like, oh, okay, they're half modeling agency, half commercial agency. I'm not a model, so I'm not going to get that much work with them. Maybe they'll pitch me on commercials, but I, I don't really know because I'm not going to be, be making them that much money because I'm not booking those, you know, Ross campaigns or Sephora campaigns. So they might not favor me as much. I think that I want to be with a commercial agent. So then you're going through, going through. I found some great web, some great commercial agencies. I went and got their email and now we create a pitch email. In that pitch email are three things your commercial headshot, your resume, and a self-tape of you. Now, for commercials, fun fact, you actually don't need a resume. Under your commercial resume, it says conflicts available upon request. There's no actual resume for commercials because guess what? If I had a commercial resume, it would say Chevy, Toyota, Ford right? Three car commercials that I've shot. Now I'm auditioning for a Jeep commercial and they're like, well, this girl's really been around town. I don't really want to hire her. So it's like, if there's a conflict, then it's available upon request, right? Because if I'm not tied down to Chevy, because I shot that six years ago, then I always still want to book that Jeep commercial. So 
on your commercial resume, nothing really goes on there. If you have a resume because you're an actor, send that along in your submission email. If you don't have a resume, it's fine. The most important thing to get a commercial agent is a headshot. Very important. So this is kind of fun. Theatrical headshot versus commercial headshot. Different. Completely different. Theatrical is 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 a little more stoic, a little more serious, dramatic, right? Like you're auditioning for CW or Netflix or HBO or 911 or CSI Las Vegas. Those are more like, here's my face. Here's the, you know, you could see that my story behind my eyes. Commercial is, can she sell me a car? Can she sell me insurance? So they're smiling. Commercial headshots are smiling, fun, not charactery goofy, right? Unless that is like you. They're just smiling, a solid bright color shirt. You don't need too many looks. You need maybe two looks and then you're good to go. So find a headshot photographer. If they're seasoned, they'll know what a commercial headshot is. So hopefully they can direct you on that. And you need two looks. You don't need six looks. You just need one or two maybe a nice denim jacket with a bright colored shirt under or a suit if you're someone that's, you know, that kind of guy, that progressive guy or whatever. And then you need footage of you. They need to see you on camera. What do you look like? What are your facial expressions like? So all this is is a tape of you not doing a commercial but doing a scene from a TV show, a movie, a play. Go get a play at wherever you get plays and take a scene out of there and act it out. If you've ever done a audition before, use that, put yourself on tape, send a two to three minute audition in this email submission, right? That's all you need. A headshot and video of you acting that is bright and has good sound. And if you have special skills, I don't do this anymore, but I used to have when I first started out a special skills reel. So I can surf, I can skateboard, uh, and I can do yoga. So I put together a little reel of me doing all those things and they actually really came in handy. I did a Ford spot where we surfed and we snowboarded and I could do both of those things and I had footage of me doing those. So the casting director will ask, great, she can surf. Do you have footage of her surfing? They will submit that along with your audition. So if you have special skills, send those in. If you cook, if you're a chef, like legit chef, take some footage of you in the kitchen, chefing it up. Um, because if you've watched commercials, even if it's, um, for Microsoft, the concept of the spot might be a chef uses Microsoft computers to look at his recipes. And that's the spot is chefing. They just want to see that movement and you have a better chance of getting it because booking a commercial is them booking you. Okay. This isn't some method acting thing. Commercials are booking you off of your personality and your your own character that you are. So you have to bring that special sauce to every audition. So you got the submission, you found the commercial agents that you want to submit to. There's you have a list of 20 of them. You BCC all of them and you put, "Hey, my name is Natalie. I'm based in Los Angeles. I'm currently looking for representation for commercials. I've heard great things about your agency. Attached is my headshot and real. And also if you've taken any acting classes, you write that in there. I'm currently enrolled in this acting class. I feel like I'm ready to start auditioning for commercials or put your experience or if you have a resume attached that, but that's all you really need. You don't need anything else. Okay. 
They're looking for a look and they're looking for a personality. That's it. Now, the great thing about getting a commercial audition or getting a commercial agent and starting to go on these auditions is you're getting your foot in the door. Most of you listening to this are actors, right? And and you're trying to get on TV, on those shows, on those films. Commercials, again, are lucrative. Like this is what helped me quit my restaurant job. So the number one question I get asked is, how do I just move to LA and, and make money? Like it's so expensive. And it doesn't mean you get to like quit everything and just do commercials, but it helps when you book a commercial and you get $30,000 over the course of three months for one eight hour day. So if you're interested, this is your sign. Like, yes, get those headshots, get that tape together and send out submissions because guess what? All auditions are at home now. So once you get a good agent and you start getting these commercial auditions, you throw yourself on tape at home, boom, you get a callback, boom, you book something. It gives you momentum. It gives you confidence. It's helpful. Okay, another fun fact, when you start going to these agency meetings, whether that's over Zoom or in person, they should only be taking 10%. Legally, that is how it works through SAG. Sorry, through SAG. If you're non-union, I don't know what those parameters are, but that's why I think it should be important and a goal for you to want to join SAG because you're protected. There are laws around how you get paid, when you get paid, net 30s versus, you know, I know I hear some horror stories from modeling agencies where they didn't get paid for six months. Like that does not happen if you are in a union and you are with a proper commercial agent. Um, they only take 10%, which is really good because a lot of modeling agencies are non-union you know, if you do digital content for a brand, they take 20% and then the agency gets another 20% from the client, which is, don't even get me started. So, okay, let's talk about commercial auditioning and how to book commercials. So I've done 15 nationals in 10 years, which I'm proud of, but it's really not that many. It's one and a half per year. So one year I've booked three, one year I booked none. Each year I probably go on around five auditions a month on average, which is 60 a year, five times 12, 12, 24, 36, 40, 60 a year. Um, and then if you go 60 a year, I book one, one and a half. And you don't know that the commercial is going to air. So pros, pros, tip, don't plan on it airing. You just, you just go, you got to enjoy the process. You got to love it. You got to know that a thousand failures equals one success. You just have to know that you have to be like, I'm at home. I'm pursuing a career in acting. I have a tape today. That's great. I'm not complaining about it. I'm not mad about it. I'm happy. I'm excited. I got a callback. That's great. I didn't book it. That's okay. One step closer to booking one. By the way, I have friends right now who are series regulars on shows and they're like, Natalie, how do you book so many commercials? Like, I want to do that. So if you're listening to this and you're like, ah, you know what? It's too late. I, I've been pursuing this for a while or you know I'm too old that's another great thing about commercial auditioning I will do this until I'm 100 I'm sorry but you can't tell me that making $70,000 in eight hours is not worth it like possibly right so there's no age limit on commercial auditioning if you're 50 years old and you're listening to this take those headshots send them to agents you never know. They could use you. They want your special sauce, you. And that's another important part about being your unique self when you submit these auditions and, and being yourself in the email. And when you get the meeting with the agent, you know, showing them your, your quirkiness because that is definitively what 
books you auditions. And it's another reason to not be upset if you don't book. It has nothing to do with you. It's just like they needed this girl's quirkiness rather than mine. Or they went with a guy. I just shot yesterday. Yesterday I shot a national commercial that will be airing this fall. It's a football spot. Um, and come to find out they were auditioning guys and girls for my role. So they didn't know what they wanted. All races, all kinds. They just happened to like what I brought to the table. That, and I've gone on literally 30 this year and I have not booked one until Friday of last week. And I shot it this week. So that's just the name of the game. But again, so worth it. You're, you're starting to get auditions. How to book them. What is the secret to booking commercial auditions? I just told you, be yourself. But there's more. I can probably tell you what they're going to ask you in a commercial audition, not only because I've gone on so many, but because so many of them ask the same exact thing. Okay. Are you ready for this? This is crazy. You're going to have to do some major research to answer these questions. What is your favorite musical artist? <laughs> yes, they will ask you this. Uh, no, I'm, I'm being serious though. So they want to get to know your personality, right? If you're going in for a car commercial, I can almost guarantee the action you will be doing in the audition is going on a road trip with your friends, listening to music. That's going to be the, the audition in the um, directions when you get it from your agent. So these are some things that I've learned and I'm going to share with you what they are. What are you doing this week? They'll ask you literally. It sounds like I'm making this up. No, they will ask you, what are you doing this weekend? Now, the last thing you want to say, another pro tip, is anything to do with acting. Don't talk about your acting career, that you love acting and you've always wanted to be an actress since you were a little girl and that, oh, you, you breathe and eat and sleep theater. They don't want to hear that. They want to hear what makes you you, what makes you unique. Do you make bracelets? Do you bake? Do you do ceramics? Are you a coffee connoisseur? Do you garden? Do you have a huge family? Do you have 20 brothers and sisters? What is unique about you? That is how you will book a commercial right there because they want to get your essence, not someone else's essence, not something that you're uh, a front that you're putting on. And this takes, you know, practice and confidence. And I totally get that, but I'm here to tell you that is what they want. So the sooner that you can start doing that in these auditions, the sooner you can start failing and getting the nose and not booking and then getting the callbacks and not booking and then getting pinned and not booking. And then finally, eventually booking. So some more questions I wrote down here. What is a hobby you have outside of acting? Sometimes they literally say like, hey guys, please don't tell us about acting. So don't talk about acting. Tell us about yourself. If it's a car commercial, sometimes they're like, have you ever gone on a road trip? And the last thing you want to do is go, no, you know, I haven't. Oh, okay. And they'll be really nice and they'll say, oh, okay, well, can you tell us about, you know, your favorite movie? They'll ask you something else, but always have a story in your back pocket. So like an exercise that I would do and once I started catching on that this is something they ask that I do now is I, I write down in a journal like what is your favorite sports team? Now I have a full story, right? Oh, my dad loved the Rams because my mom was a cheerleader. This is true. My mom was a Rams cheerleader when she was like 20. And I'm like, and you know, but she only did that for a year. And so I've kind of always been a Rams fan. But now my boyfriend, he's a 49ers fan. So I'm diehard. And I had to throw all my Rams stuff away. And now I'm a 49 right? This pointless story that doesn't really make sense. But at least I'm talking about sports because we're auditioning for a Super Bowl spot. 
So like make it make sense. Sometimes they'll be like, tell us a story about a time that you went to the beach with your family. Like, what was that like? Because the spot includes you at the beach doing something, but they're really just trying to get your essence, your personality, your, your personality. So, oh my God, this one time I went to the beach, totally lost my dog, brought my dog, didn't think we need a leash, lost him for three hours freaking out my whole family finally found him we ended up playing fetch all day it was a really happy day random fun you can see my personality right so these are the type of things and questions that they ask you in auditions sometimes they'll have very short sides which are the scene they'll have scenes for you to like act out and it's always written on a board in the audition room If you haven't been to a commercial audition, you don't know this, but the lines are written for you there because it's so boom, boom, boom. They just, you know, they're getting people in, they're getting people out. This isn't about like, can she cry on cue? No, it's like, is she this girl? 99.9% of the time, they're going to tell you, keep it really small. Keep it super contained. And I think this is one of the main things that, actors can do wrong I guess for lack of a better word is be really big because they think commercial and you're in your you're they're like all right you're super scared like because there's a, a flood coming let's say this is for an insurance commercial right and they're talking about how they insure floods and so the spot is going to be you're scared of floods coming it's not like oh my god a flood ah it's like you look at your husband. It, it's just in the eyes. It's in the face. And so the person that does that, where they emote through just small facial expressions, are way more likely to book it over someone who is like freaking out. And if they want you to be big, they will say, hey, guys, this is like one of those super funny, fun commercials where it's like, be weirder than you think it is. They will say that to you because they know that normally you're not really acting that way, right? It's all organic. They just want you to be a real person in a real circumstance. That is number one for commercials. So also if you're driving a car in a commercial audition, if you're just listening to this and you're not watching, I have my hands on 10 and two, like it's on the wheel. You're not spinning it like you're, you know, what would this be? You're not like lifting weights with your hands. You're just, if you're driving in real life, what do your hands do? They just sit there. They just sit, they don't move. They're on 10 and two. If you're turning right, you might, you know, shift your hands a little bit, but you're not like, you're not wax oning, wax offing with, with your fist driving a car. You're just naturally, if you're driving down La Brea, what are you doing? You're sitting there and you're listening to music and da, da, da. So 99% of the time in a car audition commercial, which by the way, very lucrative, they're going to say, turn the music up and look out the window and put your hand out the window. Like you're feeling the wind. Boom, that is an audition for a car commercial. So what do you do in real life? You know, you you put your hand down there, you turn up the music. Oh, I love this song. It's a great song. You nod your head. Fuck yeah. Don't say fuck yeah. Um, Hand out the window. Okay, I I do that in real life. You know, just smooth moving, organic. That's what they want. But add your little, if, if you have a funny laugh, use it. I've booked commercials where they, they're like, we do wild lines at the end, which is like you're just talking to the, into the microphone, saying the lines without being in the scene. 
And they're like, can you just laugh? Like do your, do like a funny laugh because I have a very funny laugh. And if I kept that to myself or I hindered it because I thought it was weird, I probably wouldn't, you know, have booked that commercial that I did my weird laugh in. Does that make sense? So the sooner you can start kind of being yourself and being organic, the sooner you'll book, you'll learn eventually like, oh shit, I, I need to just like start really, you know, using my, my little quirky ticks that I have or whatever they are in auditions. Also, if you play any sports or you ever have played a sport, put yourself on tape doing every sport that you can. I, I can throw a football. I can, especially in a 15 second commercial. So I've had to do that where I've had to throw a football, go to a field, throw a football, kick a soccer ball. Like anything you have, these things are really going to come into handy because they rather go with someone who played soccer for four years in high school than someone who is just an actor. Now this actor might book it because they were more the part and they're great, but you'll have a better chance because you're also great and you have those skills behind you. So you want to use everything that you have. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Like it's almost kind of fun. It's liberating because in theatrical acting, it doesn't really matter if you've played soccer in high school. They're just going to kind of like go with the person who can act better, right? They'll hire a coach for that person to like learn how to chef or learn how to street race. If you're a street racer, like Put that in your special skills. Anything unique. You guys, I'm actually a great example. I have no special skills. I've never played a sport in my entire life. I've never like horseback ridden or anything like that. My dad's a surfer because I'm from Orange County. I have been on a surfboard. Okay. Guess what that makes me? A fucking surfer in the commercial world. Um, No, but I can get up on a board and I could ride a long board. So I really like milked that. If they need someone who is proficient in something a professional surfer, a professional snowboarder in the spot. They're going to hire a professional, right? It's a good example. In the Ford commercial that I shot, they said, can Natalie surf? And my agent said, yes, she can surf. So I went to the audition and they're like, all right, everyone can surf. And I'm like, you know, I can only ride a longboard. A longboard's like a boat, literally. So I, I can ride a longboard. I cannot ride a shortboard. I can't even sit on one in the water they're just they're really hard to ride so I said yeah you know I I grew up surfing my dad's a surfer but I can only ride a longboard I I cannot ride a shortboard because I knew if they want a surfer in this spot they're hiring a professional surfer whether she's gonna body double or they're gonna like be in the spot sure enough I booked the commercial Tia Blanco a professional surfer was hired to be the surfer in the spot and the other girl was a really good snowboarder and I could do both a little bit. So I was just there and I, I could snowboard. I could get off a ski lift and go down that, you know what I mean? Don't be afraid to like say that you're good at something because if they need a, you know, someone to box in a spot, they're going to get a professional boxer. But if you box three times a week, guess who boxes? You. You write that. Like, hey, no, I can box. Like they're going to, if they need someone for a spot, a commercial where it's like, they're going to actually be punching other people, whatever. They'll hire someone to do that. But you're absolutely qualified to be a fake boxer in a spot because you know how to do those moves. You box three times a week. I do yoga five times a week. They will hire a yogi who choreographs yoga if they need that, but they can definitely use me in a spot where 
poses are needed. I can, I can do that. So, you know, be honest with yourself, but don't leave anything out. And when you are pitching yourself, by the way, to agents, write that in the email. Hey, by the way, I'm a boxer. I horseback ride and I am a baker. Like I love to bake and, you know, my ex-boyfriend is an actor. He's also a chef. There was a Pinterest audition that came up and they're like, hey, we need actors who are chefs. Perfect. He got the audition. I shot him in the um, kitchen, chefing it up. Boom. That came into handy, right? It's shot in Mexico, like a dope Pinterest spot. Who would have thunk that Pinterest needed a chef for their commercial? So little things like that. But make sure you put that in your 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 pitch email. What should you wear to an audition? So there's a few staples that I think that you should have in your closet at all times. One of them is a polo, like a dark blue polo for an AT&T audition, a Taco Bell audition, a farmer's insurance, right? It's like if you're the clerk or whatever, by the way, super lucrative. Doesn't matter if you work at farmer's insurance, you're still going to make the 50 grand if it airs a bunch of times. So that's something that you should have in your, your kit, let's call it. You should have a fun colored blazer and a normal colored blazer. The commercial I booked that I shot yesterday, I wore a vintage green, bright green blazer to the audition. It was for Hilton. Um, and she was the, you know, she works at Hilton. So a hotel concierge. What do they wear? They wear blazers. Go on iSpotTV.com. Look up these commercials. What are they wearing a lot? While I was looking stuff up for this episode, I was looking at a McDonald's commercial and the girl was wearing a bright orange pantsuit in the spot and she went to grab a McDonald's bag in the commercial and the M is yellow and then on the outside of the M is outlined bright orange. So that's why they dressed her in that. So like look up the spot. What are their colors? Best buy is what? Yellow and blue, right? What can you wear that's kind of like you're the best buy person. One thing that commercial auditions will tell you that theatrical auditions won't is wardrobe though. So if you're auditioning for TV or film, there's no wardrobe notes. It's not like wear this. In commercial auditions, it does say. It'll be like upscale casual, date night attire, unique self. A lot of them say unique style. That just means you. When it says that for me, I wear something fun, super fun. No stripes, that looks really bad on camera because it it messes with the lens. It messes with your eyes when you're looking at it. So don't wear horizontal stripes. But, you know, I wear bright colors, turtleneck with, an o- with overalls over, you know, like fun. Depends on what it is. But if it says unique style and I'm auditioning for Taco Bell, well, go look at their audition or their commercials. It's always these really cool people that are almost look like they're in euphoria. These are things that you need to do to book commercials. Do your research. Look at what you're auditioning for. Wear a fun outfit that speaks to you because you want to feel yourself. So don't wear something where you're like, oh, I feel so not cute in this. I mean, a polo isn't necessarily like the cutest, but you know, sometimes you have to, you have to dress the part. Yeah. I would say commercial auditions, you definitely dress more of your character rather than theatrical auditions. You're not going to like deck out in something like scrubs. Whereas in a commercial audition, if you're auditioning for a doctor and you have scrubs, like wear them. I was looking at a golden corral commercial. Red is their color. So wear a solid red shirt for that audition. Maybe it's super simple if you think about it. Okay. A callback for an audition 
is great, super fun. You're with the director in the room. Sometimes there's a producer in there. So there's like two, three people in there. Really what they're doing there is again, trying to see if you're the essence of the character for the spot, as well as if you can take direction. So another reason to have so much fun, it's really just to see if you can take direction. They want to know like, can I hang out with this person for 12 hours on set? That's all they want to know. They're not booking you for six seasons, six seasons, one day. So they're really just like, can I kick it with this person? Are they right for the spot? And then it goes through, you know, and you have to get approved by the client, which is McDonald's or whatever. So it goes through a lot of hoops. If you don't book it, you don't book it. But the more you get through, the better. That's why it's so important too to have great representation because you really want to get those auditions. You want to be going on 60 a year or three a month at least. So you can start kind of being like, ah, I didn't get that one. I didn't get that one. So then you could get closer to booking one. One thing you do a lot in commercial auditions is improv freaks me out. I have to do it. Um, I'm way better at, you know, getting a script and memorizing it and performing it rather than improving freaks me out. It's probably why I don't book half the commercials that I go on because they're like, all right, make up a story where you're, you know, standing on the lawn and then a fire hydrant just went off and your kids are in the house. And I'm like, do you want me, what do you want me to say? And they're like, that's the point, make it up. It happens. You don't know what you're doing, you know, but again, more of that practice. If you can take an improv class, super helpful, gets you out of your shell too. If you are new to commercial auditioning and it will really help you be on your toes when those auditions do come up where you have to improvise in the room. I wrote down here, you do not need to print your headshot and take it to auditions anymore like you did many moons ago. Yeah, and then hopefully you book and when you get to set, you're gonna learn when it starts happening for you, but pretty simple, be a good person, be kind, say hi to everyone that's bringing you to each place. You know, you, you're gonna be introduced by a second AD and they're gonna introduce you to hair and makeup and wardrobe and all of that. So just be kind to everyone and you always wanna come clean face and clean hair and clean nails. They should tell you prior if you need to bring any clothes to set, but usually if it's a SAG national commercial for the most part, they're going to have a wardrobe stylist who is completely, you know, decking you out and hair and makeup. One thing I do always ask before I go because the producers seem to, they have a million things going on, so they probably wouldn't think of this, but I always ask about my nails. If you have fake nails on, you got to make sure that that's okay with everyone involved. So you don't wanna to get to set and get yourself in you know, trouble. They should, they should know and take care of that, but everyone else has a million things going on. So for some reason, one thing I take into consideration every time, like for this spot yesterday that I shot, I emailed the producer the night before and I was like, hey, my nails are not done. Is that okay? And he said, yes. Sometimes they'll be like, go get your nails done. And then you get it paid for. Make sure you keep your receipt. That's totally paid for. Sometimes they'll reach out before and say, hey, I need you to go get, you know, nude gel nails or pink or whatever. Sometimes they'll have a manicurist on set. But that's kind of a random one that I've found that kind of every time before a commercial, I'm always reaching out about. Um, other than that, it's super self-explanatory when you get to set, you're so taken care of you guys. We're so lucky as actors, especially again, once you're in that SAG world, you're just, you're treated like royalty. You should be at least. Not royalty. You're treated just very well. You know, you're very, it's like, all right, we have Natalie walking in, we have talent walking in and they're walking in and they're going to the green room and da, da, da. so it, it's fun and, and, and people are showing you around and um, it goes by really fast. So enjoy it while you're there, but definitely enjoy the process because that 
part is never going away, you guys. Um, if you can imagine how many commercials I haven't booked, you know, in those lulls where, like, the last one I shot was before yesterday. It was last March. So that's over a year ago since I've booked a commercial audition. And I've been auditioning every day since last March. We averaged it out 60. So I've auditioned 60 times in the last year. And I just booked my first one on Friday of last week. So it's part of the process. But guess what? If this airs a bunch of times, I'm going to make really good money. That's going to make up for all that other time. And, um, and if it doesn't air, that's okay. Energetically, I'm one step closer to booking a really big spot. All right, so let's talk about money a little bit here. I feel like that's always so hush-hush. Like nobody talks about money, especially in the entertainment industry. So I will tell you straight out how much commercial actors get paid. If you're a normal commercial actor, if you are a spokesperson, right, or a celebrity, you're getting paid like X amount buyout a million dollars for smart water, Jennifer Aniston, probably 10 million, but right. This is different. This is just you and me. We're auditioning. So the current day rate SAG day rate for a commercial is $789. Okay. So when you go to set and you work, you get 800 bucks. That's it. You get money for a fitting. I don't know how much that is, but it's not 700. It's probably, you know, 200 or something like that but you get paid for everything that that you go on right you go to a fitting you get overtime um you also get travel pay yesterday my shoot was in rancho cucamonga which is like an hour and a half away so if it's outside a certain limit of los angeles you get you start to get paid for your miles so i will get paid i sorry i don't know the numbers it's not a lot it's like per mile you know you might get like five dollars a mile after the the limit that you hit let's say the limit for los angeles is pasadena i don't know what the limit is but let's say so anywhere from pasadena to rancho cucamonga let's say it's 30 extra miles i'll get five dollars times 30 for that travel i'm making that up i don't know the exact numbers but you do get paid if you have to travel outside of the city of los angeles if you stay overnight you know you get per diem per day which through sag is 60 dollars a day you have to travel somewhere you get travel pay which is again if you have to drive yourself transportation if you don't then it's just $60 if you're traveling on an airplane and you're not working that day you get paid $500 to travel on the airplane um this all of this is in your SAG contract and also if you have a good agent they should know all of this if they don't know this and you find yourself in this position and you know this information you need to bring it up to them and say, hey, I heard that you get travel pay. Like, what is that? And they need to look into that for you. That is literally their job. So make sure that, you know, you are, there are some times that people are doing a million and one things and they won't take that into consideration or remember. And especially the producers love them. My boyfriend is a producer, but they're not necessarily making sure they crossed every T and dotted every I to pay you more. So, because that comes out of their money, executive producers. So <clears throat> you do want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Again, if you get your nails done or anything like that, that is reimbursed. If you bring your own outfit to set, if you wear your clothes in a commercial, you get paid for it. So non-evening wear, what I'm wearing, t-shirt and jeans, is $20. And evening wear, like a nice dress or something, is like 
$36 or something like that. And that'll be on your paperwork when you go to set and you sign in. The second AD will hand you paperwork and you'll sign all of that. And you check the box that says like, I wore my own, you know, it'll say day wear. And you're like, I am wearing this in the commercial, not to set. Um, and then make sure you take pictures of all those paper, all that paperwork that you do. The W-9 or W-2, the contract that is with the client and you and your agent and, and all of that. So I, I kept talking about how lucrative commercials are. So how you make your money in commercial are from residuals. What residuals are is the amount of times that it plays on air. So if you've ever seen those commercials or you've seen them a million times, those actors in that spot are making a lot of money, right? And the length of time. So if, if it airs for two years, you're going to make a lot of money. It, it's airing. You're getting paid every time that commercial airs. Now what happens is the first times that it airs, you're getting paid more. Okay. So the one through 100th time that it airs, you're getting paid, let's say a hundred times every time it airs, a hundred dollars every time it airs, a hundred times to 500 times that it airs, you're getting paid $50. That's how we get those residuals that are a dollar and 86 cents because now it's aired 7,000 times. So you're getting every time it airs, you're getting 85 cents, 85 cents, 85 cents. So you're getting smaller and smaller and smaller checks. But those first times are very, very lucrative. If it doesn't air, if your commercial doesn't air, you're SOL, like straight up. I did a commercial with Neil Patrick Harris. Super excited, huge. The production cost was so much. They paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for this commercial. Never aired once. So I got paid $780 for the day and a couple hundred dollars the day before for my fitting. That was all I made but it, it happens and I was okay with it. I was like, okay, because I already knew that this is, these are the things that happen. There are such things as buyouts as well, even in the SAG world. I don't think I've ever even done a buyout, so I don't know what that looks like. They can, you know, they can make you money, but it's not worth it to me because they can air it in perpetuity and kind of pay you like 10 grand and at the time you think it's a lot but you could have made 20 30 40 50 so definitely be aware of that but again you should your agent should be like this isn't good for us like it seems like they're kind of going to be using it a lot because the thing is is you might be like well Natalie I could use 10 grand that's fine and like do it if they say now you did a mobile phone spot for a buyout of ten thousand dollars in perpetuity and we need this, we need to use you, your face for any mobile device for all of time. Now, guess what? You can never audition for Verizon, for AT&T, for Spectrum, anything mobile devices because you just signed your life away for $10,000 for a mobile phone, right? So that kind of wording you really have to be careful about. Again, be super open with your agent. Hey, what did this say? Like, what are we, what's going on here? What are we doing? Get informed because this will help inform you for future auditions and it's nice to know as an actor, like what you're signing, how long it lasts. Oh, another thing I want to talk to you guys about are cycles. So 13 week cycles, every 13 weeks you get paid another way why it's lucrative. Every 13 weeks they want to hold you for, so for example, right now I'm in a Snickers commercial that's been airing for since that was the one I did last February. So it's been airing for like a year. It's aired a lot every 13 weeks though, that they want to hold me for chocolate, I think is what the conflict is. It's called a conflict. 
chocolate, right? I can't audition for Kit Kat. I can't audition for Crunch. I can't audition for a Reese's commercial. I am solely with Snickers, but that's fine with me because they're paying me every 13 weeks and they're still airing it. So I'm making money every time it airs. So that's how it works. You know, you get a holding fee. I think a holding fee is like $1,500 to $2,000. Um, so it definitely helps when 13 weeks later you're seeing, you know, a residual check or a holding fee getting put into your account. I think that covers everything financially for commercials for the most part. Also, if they air it for a really long time, you know, your agent can renegotiate, which is actually, I think it's after a year. Um, and you could start getting even more money because at that point, since the residual is so low, you're like, okay, well, thanks for holding on to this and continuing to air it and continuing to pay every 13 weeks. But because this commercial did so great for you, we would like to be getting some of that as well. And that's just a good agent being like, hey, it's been 12 months. What are you guys still airing this? We would like to renegotiate our pay. I don't know if that's, a, I don't know if that's happening yet. Oh, and then also if it goes on a Spanish network, you get paid double. So every residual, every every fee, every holding fee, everything, you get double. It's amazing. So beware of that as well. So residuals, I honestly haven't cracked the code. They're too, they're not black and white. Um, again, in the beginning of the cycle, when it first starts airing, you get a certain, I don't even think it's a percentage, it's an amount that you get for the first time it airs to the hundredth time that it airs. One through a hundred times that it airs, you get the same amount every time. So if it airs a hundred times at $30, I don't know what the amount is, It's I, I don't know, then you'll get a check for $3,000, right? It aired a hundred times. Let's say that initial residual is $30 per time. It's not, I think it's more, I don't know what it is. There's the first hundred. After a hundred, it goes down. Now, 100 to 500 times that it airs, you get $20. But now it just aired 400 more times at $20 per air. That's $8,000. I don't know that that's informational enough because I don't know the amounts. But it goes down. The more it airs, the more your residuals go down. But it has to hit like, you still get great pay from like zero to 500. And then from 500 to 1,000, it just goes down a little bit per time it airs. But imagine it airing 500 times and you getting $70 each time for that. That's 70 times 500. And then it goes down to 60. I just gave you a different amount. I, I don't know what it is, but it adds up. Um, again, I, I think I started this whole entire episode out with back in the day, you know, you could make one, two, three, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000. I haven't um, seen that in my day, but I have seen... 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, $80,000 from one commercial. So it is possible. It's very helpful for an actor who is trying to survive in this environment. And it definitely gives you a confidence boost along with everything that you're doing. Like you can be doing real estate and still commercial acting. I was on set yesterday and the other actor was on the phone and he's like, Hi, yes, my client would like to come see 157 North Hudson Avenue tomorrow. Um, and he gets off the phone. I'm like, bro, are you a real estate agent? He's like, hell yeah. And I was like, 
I love it. So, you know, this is just another avenue to make some money. But the best part is if you are pursuing a career in acting on TV and film, you're getting auditions, you're getting comfortable in front of the camera, you're meeting directors, casting directors, you're just getting more comfortable in the industry as a whole. You guys, I hope that this was helpful for you in getting your commercial career um, going. If you have any questions at all, feel free to reach out to me. Also, I created a guide for all of this and it's actually out right now. And all the information is in the show notes. I created a course called The Actor's Guide and it consists of seven episodes and episode one is completely free. So click the link in the show notes and give us your email and we will send that on over to you. And within that is a commercial workshop um, guide as well. So more on that. And if this was helpful at all, if you got any nuggets, please share it with a friend and don't forget to rate and review the podcast. And also let me know because I'm an actor and so I need a lot of validation. So please (laughs) DM me if this was helpful for you. I'm kidding, but I'm not definitely tell me if this was helpful. Thanks again, everyone. See you next time. (laughs) 